Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, here to give you the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. The biggest news of the day today is that Bitcoin Futures ETF is a reality. Alright, so with that said, make sure to check us out on Discord and YouTube. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. With that said, make sure to check us out on Discord and YouTube. All right, Jake, go ahead and give us the top 10 daily stats. I'll get myself a little refresh here, and we'll head right into it. As usual, per the top 10, where Bitcoin is always sitting on top of the 44.8% share of the entire market at 59,744.2 cents. A seven-day gain of 8.7, well, it has fallen down a little bit in the last 24 hours, so. A market cap of $1.125 trillion. Wow, it's not just a trillion, it's over a trillion, right? It's yeah. almost a 50% market cap. Ethereum is in second place with 37.2469, a seven-day gain of 3.8%. Of course, a 3.5% loss in the last 24 hours, as everything seems to be falling down right now because it's doing the little recovery thing. Uh, a market cap of $440 billion. Binance is in third place with 462.35, a almost double-digit seven-day gain. Of course, like I said, loss of 1.5% in the last 24 hours. $77.8 billion market cap. Tether, of course, is still stable. It is a stable coin, $1. A tiny little variance in the last seven days, but a $70 billion market cap. Cardano is still in fifth place, $2.13. It's up a lot more. It has fallen down a lot, 6.3% in the last seven days. It's $68.1 billion market cap. Ripple has been having a heck of a day, almost 10% down. It's falling down in general. It's falling down. It's $1.07 currently and barely under $50 billion market cap. Solana also falling down, but just a tiny little bit. It's it's hardly moving really at all right now. Current price, $156.14, and a market cap of just under $50 billion at $46.8. Polkadot is in eighth place at $40.60, and it has a huge gain. It's been gaining quite a bit over the last week, 11.6%, and a market cap of $42.2 billion. USD coin, the other stable coin in the top 10, Currently, of course, hardly any variance there at all, and a market cap of $32.8 billion. A Dogecoin, still right about where it was, although it has fallen down in the last week of 6%. It's currently at $23.2 cents, and a market cap of $30.5 billion. And then, uh, actually that was Dogecoin, that was the last last one, that's top 10. But I'm going to talk about, like I said, last, last uh, couple of weeks, talking about the, the top, yes, the uh, last five here, Terra, Uniswap, Binance, Wrapped, Bitcoin is the one that's most important, and Litecoin, Shiba Inu, who's been kicked out of the top 15, and is currently sitting in 16th place. Uh, Terra is down a lot, 17%. Um, somebody's not finding it all that nice anymore, because Avalanche and Terra are tied together, and Avalanche has also fallen out of the top 15. Um, but Wrapped, uh, Bitcoin is up, because it is reflective of the price of Bitcoin, so of course it's going to be really close, but it has gained quite a bit in market cap as well. So I want to make that point that it's up to almost 13 billion. 
whereas Binance USD has fallen down quite a bit to only 13 billion as well. So uh, the total market cap as of right now is $2.15 trillion, down about 3% in the last 24 hours. As I said before, Bitcoin's dominance is 45, almost 45%. ETH has fallen quite a bit down to 17.5%, and current ETH gas price is about 72. If you haven't already, please head on over to your CoinGecko candies and collect them for the day. I've already done mine today. Um, but uh, I just want to make, sh make sense, uh, everyone, that there's another NFT available in the reward section. I think you guys should check it out. CoinGecko's uh, APY.Vision themed NFT giveaway candy contest. Uh, yet another another NFT that you can pick up if you'd like. Uh, both Blockchain John and I have picked up the first one that we mentioned two weeks ago. I finally got mine into my engine wallet. So if you guys had a chance to pick up that uh, NFT, I, I myself have gotten it as well. Yeah, so on 300 candies for this news. One. Let, me, let me do the a plug for this uh, week. Uh, if you guys enjoy our content, Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit that notification bell and you'll hear when we update because we update every Wednesday and Sunday. And as of late, we've been doing interviews. Check out those interviews every single Thursday until the end of the year. We're doing interviews with some really famous people. So you've got to check out those interviews that we're doing. Please check us out on Discord when you get the chance. Um, please come and join us. We have lots of things to talk about. There's plenty of people, over 500 people in the Discord channel as of right now. And if you really appreciate our content, as we hope you do, please donate through Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or BAT, Basic Attention Token. All the links and all the content we've mentioned is in the description below. Thank you. All right, yeah. Uh, speaking of Discord, obviously we have a bunch of games. We have Anna, uh, Anna Game, the Dungeon RPGs, uh, the Gulag. A lot of people did like the Gulag. Uh, C3 Economy, that's actually an interesting one because, uh, you know, uh, Dynamo Coin is actually working on creating uh, an NFT feature, uh, hopefully pretty soon. And once that happens... Um, anybody that's collecting the C3 token within the, the, the Discord uh, server, uh, you collect an X amount. I'm still determining how much we're going to be giving uh, those NFTs for. But basically, th this is free. You want, if you want free NFTs, just come on through and do slash work or slash daily and collect the C3 tokens. Once you have enough, you'll be able to buy uh, NFTs through the Discord market. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, let's just, see what I Just a further note. We, uh, our last interview last week was with, um, what's his name, Brian Ryan, Murray? Ryan Murray, yeah. Of, uh, Ryan, Ryan Murray of uh, JustNFTs.io, and he sell his his entire marketplace is Raven-based NFTs. So if you guys are interested in Raven-coin-based NFTs, you know, there are other NFTs on there that are not just Raven. They're also Raven-wrapped. Um, Ethereum, I think, is another one you can get uh, NFTs off of JustNFTs. But it is, as he says, JustNFTs. For sale, there's a lot. If you've heard of uh, Board Ape Yacht Club or CryptoPunks, there are similar NFTs to those types. Of, was it Royal Royal Bear? And what was the other one called? Um, no, I'm not sure. I can't think of the other name of the other. Um, anyways, they're similar to the more popular ETH-based NFTs. So if you guys want to check them out, please check the out. Smokers one? Just NFTs.io. Yeah, the Smokers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, we so, did get a lot and of. That's also where you can get John's book. Yeah, buy my book. <laughs> yeah, we did actually get a lot of positive feedback on that last interview with my, Ryan Murray. So thank you, for Ryan, for being on the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. And hopefully we get to see you again real soon. All right, with that said, let's move on over to the Decrypt News of the Day. Starting off with the first one written by Matthew DeSalvo. Indexed finance claims to have found hackers who stole $16 million. 
Uh, on Thursday, a hacker ran off with $16 million from decentralized finance project Indexed Finance, but now the protocol's team says they know who the attacker is. Indexed Finance is a DeFi project built on Ethereum. It produces tokens that track market indexes. A hacker took the assets that were back in the value of the index tokens by finding a vulnerability in the protocol's smart contract. The attack was typical of DeFi exploits. The hacker took advantage of the flash loan mechanism by overloading the protocol with new assets. This lowered the price of the index tokens, which then allowed the attackers to mint new ones and cash them out. Now, two out of the six assets in the protocol, DEFI, DeFi 5, and CC10, both index tokens that track large DeFi projects, have lost most of their value. DeFi 15 dropped about 85% an hour after the attack. Wow, jeez, that hurts. Ugh. Let's see, and CC10 lost 98% of its value. Oh, no way. That's insane. That hurts. That hurts. Imagine if you invested into that. You bought it for $62.50 and it goes down to $0.74. Cents. Oh, man. That's horrible. The project's members identified the hacker on Friday because he didn't cover his tracks off-chain well enough, Day said. Then they gave him an ultimatum. Return the funds by midnight on Saturday or else they would contact law enforcement. But members of the DAO have since put the brakes on the conditions, they said via Twitter, because they found out the hacker was significantly younger than we thought. Hmm. They told Decrypt that the project was in a desperately tense situation and was figuring out what to do next. He would not tell Decrypt if they were negotiating with the hacker, but he said that several people on the protocol's team had verified who the hacker was, and it was now up to him to return the funds. This is a choice which is now in the hands of the attacker, he wrote. Day did not add whether they would contact law enforcement today. DeFi or decentralized finance is a catch-all term for projects that would automate traditional finance tools like banks. They aim to provide loans, interest, and asset swaps without banks or other intermediaries via smart contracts. Bits of code that carry out instructions, most are built on Ethereum, the blockchain that houses the second biggest cryptocurrency with market cap. Okay, let's see. Many projects have been able to recuperate some of the stolen funds, but the huge hacks happen each month are a reminder that the space is new experimental and risky lawrence added that DeFi space needs auditors to prevent hacks and add that the talent pool in the space is desperately thin yes exactly 100 percent. i know this from uh from tron black and the ravencoin community that it's very difficult to find um really good auditors that are actually available to audit their their project uh, it's it's super difficult. First of all, it's extremely expensive, and it's very difficult to find good, high quality auditors to do the to do the work. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a reality. So, if you're really good at coding, really good at um, skimming through code, you'll get paid a lot of money if you get into that. Yeah, exactly. But trust me, if you get into that and you are the man that knows how to do that, or the woman, or the other, uh, or the well, what's what's the other genders. Or non-binaries. Yeah, don't, um, don't even just just yeah, <laughs> male, female, or other. Just say that male, female, or other. Um, if you're into that uh, auditing code, then I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people looking for you uh, to get into that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. The whales are in decline. Poor whales. Bitcoin's biggest whales are in decline by Tim Key. 
Some of crypto's rarest and largest ocean dwellers are quickly becoming endangered this year. In fact, the number of Bitcoin's biggest whales has dropped to its lowest point in history. Blockchain journalist uh, Colin Wu tweeted the data from blockchain metrics site Glassnode earlier this afternoon. As of today, the number of Bitcoin addresses holding 1,000 Bitcoins or more is at a record of only 82. Here's his tweet if you're following along on, on YouTube. The last number... Uh, last time this number was so low was December 15, 2012, about four years after Bitcoin had actually launched. Then just 81 wallets held 1,000 Bitcoins or more, and each Bitcoin was worth $13.51. Wow. Today, the number of cryptocurrency market by, yeah, today, the number one cryptocurrency by market capitalization is worth $60,757, or roughly 450,000% higher than it was in December of 2012. So, does that mean that Bitcoin whales are a dying breed? Well, not quite. As Wu observed later in the tweet, uh, Twitter thread, data from Sandbase rec records that the number, pardon me, records that the number of addresses holding 100 to 1,000 Bitcoin has increased significantly in the past five weeks. Considering that 100 Bitcoins is worth just over six million dollars, uh, more than enough to be considered a Bitcoin whale. The data highlights that mid-tier Bitcoin whales have been on the rise since early September. Several majority industry developments have triggered the gold rush. First is El Salvador's decision to accept currency as legal tender on September 7th of this year. The decision was taken in spite of overwhelming protests from residents and the political opposition. Crypto markets surged again this week in anticipation of tomorrow's launch of ProShares Bitcoin Futures Exchange Traded Fund. Things cooled off a bit today, and the ETF will be the first of its kind in the U.S. and will enable investors to get exposure to Bitcoin with all the safeguards of a regulated investment product. That's huge noise, noise news for Bitcoin's <laughs> institutional adoption in the U.S. The latest rise continues um, Bitcoin's surge from earlier this year on April 14th that set an all-time high of 64830 $63 before dwindling down to a 2021 low of 29807 on July 20th. Since then, Bitcoin's been picking up and today's price, if not far off from its former all-time high. But according to research by crypto market maker B2C2, retail investors haven't been driving this recent rally. Family offices have. Over the summer, Goldman Sachs surveyed 150 family offices and concluded that nearly one-fifth of them uh, we're keen on uh, to explore crypto as a potential hedge against inflation. So B2C2's research might indicate a strengthening of position with regards to crypto. Gold, Goldman Sachs itself published a report in May calling Bitcoin a legitimate asset class, a complete U-turn from its former position the previous year that crypto was unambiguously not a legitimate asset class. Perhaps the colossal Bitcoin humpbacks of old are a dying breed, but recent developments suggest that the smaller whales are multiplying. And I would like to make a comment on that without having just gone after the breeding of it. But uh, one of the comments was made quite some time ago, and, and this was particularly true when it came to Elon Musk's delving into Bitcoin. They say that he got out of Bitcoin. He didn't get out of Bitcoin. What happened was they just diversified. Instead of keeping all the coin in one ginormous wallet of a thousand plus Bitcoin, which really is $60 million, quite a big change, um, they put it into multiple smaller hundred plus 
Um, and so when when uh, Wu is making this observation about people keeping it in smaller, it's like, yeah, can you imagine just holding a hundred Bitcoin? It doesn't sound like a lot because a hundred dollars isn't very much, but I mean, you know, a dollar is worth a dollar, not sixty grand. Um, and so really, it's kind of the if you don't want to get tracked, put it in smaller wallets, kind of thing. Um, it's the same thing that goes for our favorite Dynamo coin. Um, yeah, there are several wallets with over fifty thousand coin in them. But uh, most people are keeping, you know, at less than 10,000 uh, coin in any one of their wallets and just keeping multiple wallets. So this is kind of the how do you diversify without, you know, being found out? Like what's the, that gigantic Dogecoin wallet that's out there that everybody suspects Robinhood holds? Um, it's really kind of this, this, you know, if you don't want to be found out within crypto, because, of course, every single wallet is public, you just don't keep it all in one wallet. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Cool. Next one, we got, what do we have? What do we have? Uh, NBA Top Shot sales up 128% after new drop features. Shaquille O'Neal, written by Tim Haki. NFT data aggregator Crypto Slam has reported a 128% surge in the sale of digital trading card collection NBA Top Shot following the October 14th release of a new booster pack series called Run It Back 05-06. The new Run It Back booster focuses on a pivotal season in NBA history. The 2005-2006 season catapulted Miami Heat player Dwayne Wade from all-star to superstar before crowning him with the Laurel Wreath of Finals MVP. The new NBA Top Shot drops features the very first Dwayne Wade moments on Top Shot. He is one of six NBA Hall of Famers making their first appearances in the series, including Shaquille O'Neal. Allen Iverson, Ben Wallace, and Tracy McGrady. At $169 a pack, the, collect, uh, the collectibles are not cheap, but each pack contains one highly collectible run-it-back moment numbering from 1 through 990, and four archive set moments numbered between 10,000 and 20,000. Archive sets are a brand new addition to the Top Shot series aimed at making it easier for new collectors to pick up historical NBA moments. Today, NBA Top Shot's Twitter account posted that the boosters were selling out at a rate of seven purchases a minute for the last 24 hours, adding, over the past day, we've seen 9,921 purchases of Run It Back 2005-06 Moments collectibles alone. And there it is. That's pretty cool. NBA Top Shot got off to a fine start when the series was released last October. Before opening to the public, the series closed beta pools of 17,000 users had purchased 43,000 randomized boosters, netting NBA Top Shot over $2 million in revenue at launch. Since then, NBA Top Shot has collected almost $750 million in sales over the course of about 10.5 million transactions for more than 350,000 buyers. NFT collectors Prankski even got involved. At the beginning of the year, he dropped $105,000 on Top Shot in honor of LeBron James' birthday. NBA Top Shot hit its sales peak on February 22nd when $45 million in sales was, reportedly, uh, re was reported in a single day. The next day, a group of collectors set a record for the series when they paid $208,000 for a LeBron James highlight. The hype petered, uh, petered out by midsummer, and since then, NBA Top Shot's daily sales have only occasionally crossed the $1 million threshold. On the day Run It Back 05-06 was released, daily sales hit $4.5 million. However, this week's feverish excitement for the new Run It Back set is a sign that the sales boom for NBA Top Shot may be far from over. Awesome. Well, if you're into NBA, 
and NFTs. There you go. Get yourself a run it back pack. All right. Continuing on with uh, further news here, uh, another article by Tim Hockey. Phantom rallies 10% as rest of market stays quiet ahead of Bitcoin's ETF launch. Price of Ethereum competitor Phantom has surged 10% overnight. Phantom's rise in, is bucking the trend. Other top cryptocurrencies have stagnated following a week's market growth ahead of the launch of the U.S. U.S.'s first Bitcoin futures ETF tomorrow. That's tomorrow, Monday. This is Sunday afternoon when we're reading. The ProShare Bitcoin futures ETF marks the first time a cryptocurrency ETF has been approved by the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. Bitcoin rose by 10% over the past week to 60,800, but hasn't budged much over the weekend. That's actually not true. It actually broke 61. Phantom continues to blaze its own path. $2.20, uh, 23 cents rather, Phantom FTM is uh, 22 cents shy of its nine-day all-time high of 22, tw pardon me, 245. It is only top, it's the only top 50 cryptocurrency to post significant price movement today. It's not entirely accurate, but anyways, Phantom launched back in 2018 is a direct, uh, directed a silic graph blockchain or a DAG similar to Hedera Hashgraph that stores the history of the blockchain as a graph of hashes. The blockchain uses its own consensus mechanism, uh, Latius, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Latius, uh, which is a variant of the energy efficient proof of stake consensus. The technology results in a one second confirmation times and transaction fees that are only that only put a user's a fraction of a cent out of pocket. Phantom also supports smart contracts. Since they were popularized by Ethereum, smart contracts have been a mainstay of the decentralized finance, offering a wealth of financial products and services that are executed by automated lines of code rather than intermediaries like a bank or finance service. The Phantom network exploded in value this year. At the start of 2021, the cur currency was trading at a nominal price of barely one cent, which is a little bit over a cent. The price of Phantom then rallied more than 13,000% over the course of the year. Wow. The bulk of Phantom's bull run started at the end of the summer in mid-August when Phantom was worth about 0.40 cents. Rather. Uh, the network integrated with Chainlink's price feed oracles, making it possible to host secure DeFi services on Phantom. Earlier this month, DeFi's yield aggregator pro protocol, yield, pardon me, urine finance, integrated with phantom launching vaults which users can lock up their phantom and stake rewards the network has experienced explosive growth growth since last september phantom holders are no doubt hoping they're on to an ethereum killer i, I i'm not saying that i'm against phantom because phantom is obviously doing one of the things that we wished ethereum had been doing all along um and it, it's i put it exactly We've all been struggling with Ethereum. Anybody who bought into Ethereum early on was just like, well, this is great until it wasn't. And of course, a lot of other things like Dynamo and, and, and Phantom and, and uh, Hedera Halfgraph are coming along later to try to best this and make it just better. And, and who knows? In you know a year or two, maybe somebody will come up with something even smarter. Um, but uh, you know, we, we are all iterating. Iterating, 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 making things better and better and better. So 
I kind of hope to see that Phantom is maybe not the Ethereum killer, but the the really strong Ethereum rival, mm-hmm. like Hedera Hashgraph. You know what's um, interesting is that I got Phantom way back in the days, like when they were first. Uh, Phantom, if I'm not mistaken, did an I- ICO, right? Way back in the days? I don't remember if it did. I guess I wasn't part of it. but Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the one I got way back in the days when they did an ICO. But of course, I sold off when it went up, of course, like like 2x or 5x, whatever it was. And I don't even think it was a penny at that time. I just wanted... Actually, what it was was there was no activity. And I was just like everyone else early on, weak hands, and sold off when I just got like a 2x or a 3x. And I said, okay, I I don't want to be in this. This is not moving fast enough. So, yeah, I should have held my Bitcoin. Thinking of it this way, I mean... Yeah, of course, and that, that's the lesson we've learned since then. That's the lesson we keep teaching people. And the one thing that that if if you had started, let's say, I mean, actually you did, but let's say if you just started from the stamp, and not even talking about you know pure diamond hands, just like put in, you know, buy 10 Bitcoin when it was worthless, right? Or at the time, relatively worthless. Um, and then that's just all you had. And you just like, yeah, I got into this weird thing back in 2009, 20, 2010 or something. Um, and then maybe you forgot about it till 2014 or something, but that time it was worth more. But you still didn't look at, at it as a sense of like, well, I need to sell this. It's like if you only spent 10 bucks or you know maybe 20 bucks on, on you know, a tiny amount of Bitcoin back then, it, it really wasn't you know a huge investment in. And mm-hmm. then you would make this huge investment out. So it's like... Um, in- I think I, the most Bitcoin I have was six Bitcoin. And if I just sat on it, you know, even yeah. now, I keep saying, if I had a crystal ball, would I have sold now? No, I wouldn't. I'd be waiting for another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Strong hands, hodl. Exactly. Exactly. All right. It's, it's, the point is, it, it, if it, and they say this, what's the best time to invest? Yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the best time to invest. The next best and time is? Since you can't go back to yesterday, you may as well do it today. So yep. even if you're only going to buy $100 of, of Bitcoin a day, which, of course, I wouldn't do because Bitcoin's price is really high right now. But um, in general, it's kind of like, you know, find some other interesting project like DynamoCoin, get invested in that, and then wait. I, I personally, and I'm, I'm not trying to make too much of a side here, have given up about 250 uh, DynamoCoin to, to, to several different friends. Trying to spread the word and spread the idea and get more wallets and, and, and people mining and, and involved in Dynamo because Dynamo has a gargantuan amount of potential. So, and it's an early project. Yeah, there's there's an old saying that that from Confucius, Con, Confucius, right? Confucius, mm-hmm. Confucius once said, uh, "Ye shall stack sats and hodl." <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the next one we're reading? Uh, steam bands. Let's see. Where's that at here? I was looking. Yeah. How far down is that? Oh, it's it's the one with the purple. Does Epic Games as the as the uh, image? It's right underneath the Phantom. What was it? Okay. Let's see here. Going back up. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I see, totally I totally skipped blank, it. Blanked on my side. I got it. I got it. Steam bans crypto games while Epic Games welcomes them. Written by Matthew DeSalvo. Epic Games. All right. Video game developers and publisher Epic has said it will accept games built with blockchain technology. 
The news comes after online gaming store Steam yesterday announced it would ban applications built on the blockchain technology that issues or allow exchange of cryptocurrencies or NFTs. Epic, which competes with Valve, Steam's developer, then uh, then told The Verge that it would be open to games that support cryptocurrencies or blockchain-based assets. Epic's CEO and founder Tim Sweeney wrote on Twitter yesterday, Epic Games Store will welcome games that make use of blockchain tech, provided they will follow the relevant laws, disclose their terms, and are age-related, age-rated by an appropriate group. And there's a tweet. He added that, while Epic's not using crypto in our games, we welcome innovation in the areas of technology and finance. Epic reportedly told The Verge that it would be willing to work with early developers in the world of NFTs too. Epic makes the popular games Fortnite, which has an in-game currency called V-Bucks. In 2019, Sweeney confirmed that the privacy coin Monero was accidentally added to the list of accepted acceptable payments for Fortnite merch store. The option has since been removed. Steam is the biggest digital distributor of games in the PC world. Users can buy or upload games via the platform. Valve didn't explain why it banned blockchain-based games. Decrypt reached out but did not hear back by the time this article was published. Amy Wu, a partner at venture capital firm Lightspeed, wrote on Twitter that Steam's move was expected. Web2 centralized platforms get a cut of all the, all the value generated from its ecosystem, she said. Blockchain circumvents that and adds the centralized value back to builders and users. Crypto gaming developers like Age of Rust, which have now been kicked off Steam, were quick to criticize Valve. I fundamentally believe that NFC and blockchain games are the future, the developer's accounted, uh, account tweeted. The developers who want to publish blockchain-based games via Epic may have to wait. The developer's self-publishing feature is still only in beta, but the company is trying to position itself as a leader in the future of blockchain and crypto gaming world. If a future for centralized uh, legacy game gaming marketplace in such a world exists, uh, of course it's going to exist. It's, it just needs to be developed, right? We just need some some AAA games on uh, on blockchain, which doesn't exist yet, really. Uh, but well, as yeah, we're talking with. Sean was talking about the. I don't remember. Did, did, did you watch him this week? Watch Sean's uh, broadcast. No, go ahead. The guys for Dynamo. What do you say? Well, the reason I was bringing this up is because um, the uh, this news actually made it more more mainstream than just being crypto stuff. And one of the internet uh, the Internet Today guys that I watch all the time for my weekly weird news they have and, and tech news. Um, they talked about uh, Steam banning crypto games and you know, epic welcome initially epic was like well maybe we're not sure um but the main the main thing is you know making sure that the crypto companies that are working on these platforms um are you know being compliant with current laws because these companies these companies don't want to get stuff that's the reason steam is banning it their whole thing is they don't want um you know they don't want uh, uh real money uh, transactions because they don't want their games economies to be based on real money and i completely understand that it's hard to control because at that point it's now the universe that's controlling your game and not so much you um and so i can completely understand why steam was, was kind of like well i'm not really into that um and they're I, I hate to say this way but steam's a little bit weirdly conservative um but epic is kind of the you know 
we're we're interested in whatever we can get our hands on because we're tired of being pushed around by people like groups like Apple. You know, A- Epic was the one that that sued Apple because Apple was charging too much for their the percentage fee off of their game, their most popular game. And um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of on Epic's side for that sense, and I can see kind of why they're going toward crypto. They're like, hey, that that sounds like a great idea. That's something different. If we're at the forefront of this idea, maybe we can make some money off of it. But at the same time, they also feel like the kind of people who'd be more in favor of new technologies in general, which is funny because Steam used to be that exact way years and years ago. Um, so I, I, obviously, I'm I'm heavily biased to crypto per our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that any, and I'm not saying crypto is the end all be all. It's just the next step. It's like you know, the, we had internet revolution. Now we have the crypto revolution. And uh, it's changing the thing that, pro- well, probably most, not the biggest interest, but one of the biggest interests in the world is money, right? All the revolutions that happened in the last 500 years all had to do with money in some sense. This revolution that's actually about money, well, not money, but has a huge, um, you know, participation in the concept of money. Since, you know, crypto doesn't have to be money. It, it just happens to be money. Um, blockchain itself has far more uses than just being a monetary carrier, um, which is the reason that, as I try to explain the concept of crypto to people who are new to it, it's like, yes, it is a form of currency, but it's not just a form of currency. There's so many other things you can do with it. So, Cool. To see, to see Steam ban it, I feel it's very short-sighted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You hit, you hit the nail on the head right there. All right, let's go to the next so one. Continuing with the the same thing here on Steam uh, team, team up uh, team. I keep saying team. Tim Tim Hucky continues with another thing along the lines of what we just talked about this week in crypto Twitter. Steam bans NFTs as we found out. Axie upsets fans. Now this is their problem. And tungsten cubes go viral. Let's get into it. Twitter is a free space to vent frustrations, and that's one of its problems. And this week, <laughs> the folks on Crypto Twitter had plenty of frustrations to air. Here's our review of the rants CT blew up this week. Yesterday, online gaming store, as we just spoke about, Steam launched its new rules and guidelines to ban uh, built with blockchain technology in a section. I'm just going to skip this because we already talked about it. Um, but uh, Sky Mavis and developer, publisher of Axie Infinity, the number uh, one NFT game by sales volume, according to CryptoSlam, quickly responded with a tweet saying its game launcher represents a different path, a future where gamers have property rights and economic freedom. Sky Mavis uh, defiantly added, we will win. The future of gaming is at stake. It was an easy win for Sky Mavis, but uh, earlier that day, the Vietnamese developer studio had polarized fans with its latest update to Axie Infinity. Playable Axie uh, NFT are reset to level one after changing owners and level one players can no longer raise smooth love potions or slp tokens through uh, adventure arena or daily questing slp tokens are erc20 tokens that are earned through playing axie and also trade on crypto exchanges the new rules limits the amount of axes that gamers can breed in the early game and prevent players from selling high level characters for more money some fans argue that in, in the early game creates a play to win economy. Tax and SLP sank by 7%, but a few fans support Axie Infinity Court uh, co-founder Jiho Zerlin's assessment of the update 
will be very healthy long-term for the community and the economy. And there's a tweet about this as well. On Thursday night, CoinMetrics co-founder Nick Carter tweeted a screen grab of Amazon page selling four-inch cubes of tungsten. So <laughs> there's a tweet about this. Just an FYI, three grand here, only three left in stock. Carter unwittingly set crypto Twitter ablaze with memes and witty remarks, as many included Bloomberg host Joe uh, Weithensthal and Coin shares CSO Meltem uh, Mim, oh boy, Denimiros joked about tungsten cubes overshadowing NFTs to become the next hot collectible. <laughs> uh, here's a quote from him. I just don't uh, fear or of missing out here, FOMO. Never really have. Not with experience, experiences, events, NFTs, investments, etc., whatever. But gosh dang, to, uh, do I want a tungsten cube on my desk now? <laughs> it took That's just funny. a short 10 hours for the remaining three tungsten cubes to sell out from supplier's Midwest tungsten service store. But if you missed the boat this time, there's already demand for tokenized resales. And here's another tweet. On Wednesday, crypto tweeted fraud allegations at a new NFT project called the KA Megaverse had one of the most successful NFT launches ever, selling more than $60 million worth of tokens in 24 hours alone. Holy crap. Customers who purchased Mechaverse on OpenSea during the minting process on October 7th were expecting one of 8,888 8, randomly generated profile. If nobody knows what 8888 means, it's basically a lucky number in Chinese. Generated profile pictures to come their way during an image reveal several days later. However, some included Twitter user Mazeltov, uh, me, alleged that uh, uh, privileged users like uh, Weibo, WYB0, uh, one of the minded studios, had access to the metadata. That meant the developers could before the reveal, though since then the floor price of NFTs has declined quarter ETH. Here's a tweet about that. Uh, last, Ryan Selkis, the founder of crypto metrics company Masari, poked fun at a longtime crypto bear and JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon. Dimon, you still there, John? Yes, I am. John? Can you hear me? Yeah, there's a lot of noise coming from your side. Just, just let you know. Yeah, yes, I can hear you. Uh, Diamond told attendees at the annual meeting for the Institute of International Finance this week that he, quote, personally thinks Bitcoin is worthless because he's an idiot. Sorry, that's my mm -hmm. personal commentary there. Selkis compiled Diamond's quotes over the years and juxtaposed them with a graph of showing Bitcoin's upward uh, performance over the same period. And you want to get a look at this if you're not looking at it. Sorry for those who are just reading it. I, I can't really show it to you. You kind of have to see it for yourself. Uh, it shows the years and the and, uh, uh, performance of Bitcoin. Fraud allegations, complaints, memes, pillaring. Just another week on crypto Twitter. I like that 2018 right there. Do you hear that 2018? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oops. Don't really give a... <laughs> his comment. Don't yeah. really give a about this. Yeah, it's like, you know what? You know why you don't give a about this? It's because you didn't invest. Because you are dumb. I'm sorry, Mr. A CEO of Chase thinks he's so wonderful. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I mean, I think is, he's not rolling in dough. He certainly is. But what's 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 sad about that is that uh, I'm sure it came from the top. But I remember uh, when we had remember that uh, that Bitcoin boom we had when it went up to twenty thousand. Well, at that time, a lot of people already knew that I was into crypto, and a lot of people were coming up to me that were uh, friends of mine that 
wanted to get into crypto but were scared to lose their job because they were in the banking industry because they said that if there was any detection on their accounts that they were buying crypto that they would be fired and of course they're affiliated with uh, JP Morgan Chase so that was that was a sad thing I, I said you guys you guys need to figure this out you guys do just take your cash out go to Bitcoin ATM and just buy it from there there's no there's no uh, transaction there it's not gonna be tracked onto your account that's like the best way I can recommend you guys if you guys don't obviously want to connect your account to coinbase or anything like that but get into crypto right now before the next boom because right now we're pretty much already at the top it is what it is it's gonna go back down um, but get into it like I said like you like you said earlier if you didn't get into it yesterday get into it now even though this is the top I am expecting it to go back down um, I didn't realize it was going to go back down to 4,000, but yeah, from 20,000 to 4,000, that was insane. That was an insane drop. Uh, but yeah, hopefully. A, one of the, that was due to the crazy economy in the U.S., you know, falling down. But one of the things I know that I've heard, of, I can't even tell the number of people. If people are listening to this podcast for the very first time and are not a regular listener, and you really don't know where to go. I'm not trying to trying to sidestep this out but celsius celsius is one of the best places to go to really get into it because um, john and i've been using Celsius for quite some time now and it's not just because and they're not a sponsor of, of our podcast but um we use them on a regular basis i use them for my business he uses it for his personal and it's just so simple and the fees one of the things that people don't think about is how much it costs to actually buy crypto you think well why would it cost anything well there is a fee um but the fee to get into crypto uh, with Celsius is so ridiculously low compared to every other exchange. Mm -hmm. So if you exactly. want to get in cheap, sign up with Celsius. We have a link in the description. You can get into really easily, and you get you get was it twenty or is it forty now? I think it's forty dollars in Bitcoin right off the bat just for signing up. Yep. So yep. I think check out I... the link. Get your free forty dollars worth of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. If it's not, it might be thirty, but it's still more than twenty yeah. out of that. Yeah. Um, and and just get into it. Boom. Already. And if if even if that's all you get. You should put a hundred bucks down, get your free forty, and that's all you keep. Just think about it. By the time I reach a hundred, a hundred thousand from where it is now, that's almost doubling your value. So yep. if you didn't get into it yesterday, get into it now. Alright, let's read one more before we wrap this up. There is one thing that's been going on that's been talked about all week long, which is the Bitcoin uh, ETF, uh, the futures ETF. And let's see if we can find an article here in regards to that. Uh, no, there's gotta be one around here somewhere. There we go. Bitcoin first ETF right there, the green one. Let's try this. This one? Jeff John Roberts. Wait, Jeff John Roberts, where? Yeah, it says Bitcoin's first ETF, winners and losers. Oh, was that the one I was looking at? It's from, it's from uh, yesterday, I think. No, it's from today. Is it today or yesterday? Oh, there it is. Bitcoin's first um, ETF, winners and it's losers. From yesterday. It's from okay. yesterday. Okay, written by Jeff John Roberts. Bitcoin's first ETF, winners and losers. Well, it finally happened after more than eight years of pleading to the crypto industry. The SEC has given the go-ahead to a Bitcoin ETF. A move that will give regular folks exposure to the original cryptocurrency via major stock exchange and is expected to trigger a moon moment as new money rushes into Bitcoin. Will it though? Question mark. The occasion has already produced winners and losers, which will have, which will get to it uh to in a moment well first let's recap what exactly happened here the sec allowed an etf exchange traded fund but 
not only one peg to the price of Bitcoin, the kind most people wanted, instead the agency allowed a Bitcoin's future ETF, which this means is a new fund which is being packaged by the firm called ProShares. It won't give you shares backed by Bitcoin, but shares tied to a bundle of contracts to buy Bitcoin in the future. Sounds complicated. It is. When you buy a regular ETF, the value of the shares is based entirely on the price of the underlying assets, be it Bitcoin or gold or oil or a basket of underlying assets, be it uh, baskets of S&P stocks. When you're buying a futures ETF, there are other factors at play that lead to the price of the shares to diverge from the asset. As Matthew Hoogan, CIO of crypto investments firm Bitwise, explains, savvy futures trade, traders anticipate price quirks like uh, co uh, contang contango, uh, backward, backward, uh, backwardation, and slippage, and make offsetting trades to account for them. You can see where this is going. The obvious winner of the new Bitcoin futures ETF will be professional traders and their wealthy clients who are familiar with concepts like, like Contango and are good at making money off of it. Indeed, shares of the new ProShares ETF are expected, are expected to initially trade at a premium to the annual price of Bitcoin as the result of sophisticated investors who plan to arbitrage future price movements. Also in the obvious winner category is ProShares, which will be the first out of the gate in the new frontier of crypto ETFs. While competing products are expected to receive the same green light from the SEC as soon as this week, Hoogan, who used to run an ETF firm, says being early matters a lot since liquidity will flow to the first mover. So congratulations to ProShare for running the regulatory gauntlet better than its com uh, competition did. And here's a little tweet from Alex Kruger. All right. As for losers, you can include retail investors who were hoping to buy a boring Vanguard-style ETF, one that would like uh, one that would let them buy Bitcoin just like a stock. What they got instead is an exotic investment option they may not understand, one that will cost them more in fees. Ironically, the reason for this is that the SEC chair Gary Gensler believes the rules that covers futures and mutual funds better protects the little people. Okay then. Retail investors who want to buy Bitcoin can still go buy it directly from Coinbase, Robinhood, Kraken, or any number of reputable brokers, but they may balk at them when they see such tech hurdles. You know, actually, I think that's better than it, than this, this uh, ETF. Other losers of the SEC's decision are, likes, uh, are the likes of Grayscale and Gemini. These companies are among the oldest in the Bitcoin business and have been asking the SEC to approve their ETF application for years and years only to see Gensler decide this summer that a futures ETF was the way to go. This comes as a special sting to Grayscale since the company's core product, shares of a trust backed by Bitcoin that trades on the OTC market, is looking increasingly expensive and irre irrelevant. The company has long been ready to convert its product into a standard, e standard ETF, but now must hurry up and wait. Still, in the big pic picture, it's safe to say Everyone in crypto wins from SEC's decision, Bitcoin's price stormed back near its all-time high, and the SEC arguably confirmed what crypto fans have known all along, Bitcoin is real. It is a major league asset that deserves to be recognized by the financial establishment and regulators alike. 
and the SEC looks more likely to approve a pure Bitcoin ETF sooner or later, then it's only a matter of time until we see ETFs for Ethereum, Solana, and other top crypto assets. Hoogan of Bitwise says Bitcoin ETFs are likely to follow a similar path as the first gold ETF. That ETF had only a minor effect on the price of gold when it launched in 2004, but over the next decade it helped drive the precious metal to unimaginable heights. The market overestimates the short-term impact of ETFs and underestimates it the long one, he says. Alright. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I don't care about this ETF. I'm not going to buy it because, first of all, Bitcoin is no, but Bitcoin is is supposed to be. You're supposed to be detached from this type of market. That's what crypto is all about. I, and now you're just you're you're getting an IOU. That's what you're getting. That's that's stupid. I, I would not recommend this. So, but obviously these big the, this big money is just doing it just to flip a profit. <clears throat> Let them deal with that. For the average Joe. I don't recommend that. No, not not even for these guys up there. I, I whatever you guys want to pay a eight thousand uh, percent uh, fee. Okay, go ahead. Whatever you guys have the money to burn, do it. Uh, but in reality, you're not gonna get the actual Bitcoin. You're just getting the price paid to Bitcoin and just trading that market. Whatever. I say, Bit uh, one Bitcoin still worth one Bitcoin. Uh, buy that instead. And that's my two satoshis of the day. Yeah. All right, let's do the plug and uh, let's do the plug-in for Crypto and Chill and Chat as well. Go ahead, Jake. So uh, remember, I appreciate it. So grateful that you guys are listening to us, uh, both on Anchor and YouTube and wherever else you're getting your podcasts or video. But uh, we, we, to satisfy the uh, gods of YouTube and all the other uh, aspects, need you to like and subscribe. We really much appreciate that because it boosts us up in the and the, gets us more subscribers on a regular basis so if you'd like to know when we're going to be uh, broadcasting it's wednesdays and sundays like it is today we're doing a sunday hit that notification bell on youtube and you will know when we upload it's usually in the afternoon uh, pacific time check us out on discord and you can get an invite the links are down below and you can totally come and join us there's tons of stuff about a whole bunch of different cryptos on discord we're always talking and john is literally in there literally every single day all day long if you need someone to talk to <laughs> you can talk to him i'm there occasionally but john's there all day. he practically lives there and if you want to support us please donate in bitcoin ethereum binance or basic attention token what are you going to say about uh discord something further yeah john? crypto chill and chat is coming up right after this this podcast session uh, obviously, we do that every other Sunday here in the voice box in, uh, in, in the C3, ser C3 Media server. Come join us. We're going to have a few people join us right now. Actually, they're standing by right now. <laughs> right there, literally waiting. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, yeah. With that, oh, Twitter. We also have a Twitter. Come check us out on Twitter. Uh, all right. That's it. Let's get out of here. Stack sets and hodl. Adios. Yep.